Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So I was trying to nail down where this uh, girl that won the spelling bee, what her uh, background is. Zalia Avant-Garde of Harvey, Louisiana. She's 14 years old. I would accuse you of being some weird racist, except that's what the woke crowd wants. Everybody has to be grouped and, and, and held responsible for the sins and or inequities of their color, their their ethnicity. Well, she is something. So um, do we have her spelling that word again? Can we hear that? That's just so exciting. So here's a championship word for Zayla Avantgarde to win the 93rd Scripps Hi. National Spelling Bee. The word is Maria. Maria. Does this word contain like the English name Murray, which could be the name of a comedian, or just the English name in general? I don't see that here. Bill Murray made the spelling bee. Maria. M-U-R-R-A-Y-A. That is correct. (laughs) To me, the most amazing thing isn't that isn't that she knows how to spell all these nonsensical words. Is that she knows who Bill Murray is. How many 14-year-old girls know who Bill Murray is? I don't know. That was just odd. And then you got the announcer jumping in there, too. So it was hard to hear. But listen to this. So she, she's more well-known for her athletic abilities than her academics. She's a basketball prodigy. She's been in commercials with Steph Curry. She has three Guinness World Records for dribbling multiple balls simultaneously. Wow. So she's an intellectual-like freak of nature and an athletic freak of nature. She hopes to attend Harvard, play in the WNBA. I'm not sure freak is the best word to use to describe a small child, but go on. Freak can be good, a good thing, right? The Greek freak who, who uh, got trounced last night in the NBA Finals. Freak He's is a grown a, man. Sometimes if free, you're a freak of nature, uh, you know, a good thing. No, let's say exceptional. Okay, exceptional then. I'll Thank go with that. You. She's an exceptional a mental and uh, physical. Uh, but what I was trying to get to... I'm trying to figure out if I'm going to get myself in trouble by even bringing this up. Um, is she Zalia Avant-Garde with that name? And does she? Did, it sounded to me like she's got a little bit of an accent. Is she from? Um, are her are, are her parents from a different country? Because we've seen all the statistics about uh, black people that are first generation from Africa do way better financially and scholastically and everything like that, the native-born. Same mm-hmm. with, it's same with Asians. Um, and in a couple of generations, you end up being back with the, you know, the the, the mean of everybody else that's born in, in America. Every other American doofus like ourselves. Yeah, people bring their cultures from these other countries where it's it's just, it's more important to focus on school and this and that rather than being, you know, the next uh, Oscar award-winning actor or a poet or whatever. And they just try, try way harder. And then after a couple of generations, they get back to the whole lazy, oh, yeah, the government will take care of me. Okay, well, I don't want to do that. For all of us, I mean, it's, it's, it happens across races. Smoking pot and making TikToks. Exactly. And I just wondered if she was from a family that's recently from another country. I'll have to try to nail that down. Anywho. And she's seen Caddyshack. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. Or at least Ghostbusters. Or Stripes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Well-rounded kid, though. That's amazing. So at some point, we ought to get to the future of AI warfare. Really interesting and kind of scary. 
robot armies, man, and or robot air forces that will identify targets with their machine minds and eliminate them. So stay tuned for that. Uh, why don't we wrap up the whole ridiculous Hunter Biden art career thing? Talked about it a fair amount yesterday. He's selling his art. He's a decent enough artist. But the, the pictures run from 75000 to $500,000. Are you kidding me? And there's a fair amount of concern that he is once again, for the umpteenth time, selling access to the big guy one way or the other. Clip 15, please. The ethics chief under President Obama is blasting the current administration's plan concerning the sale of Hunter Biden's artwork. The White House says the president's son will not be privy to who is buying his artwork to try to avoid ethical pitfalls. That's according to a report by The Washington Post. But Walter Schaub says on Twitter, the Biden administration is trying to, quote, make sure we will never know who the buyers are. He says the White House has outsourced government ethics to a private art dealer. The administration declined to respond, but has said the rules ensure the sales are ethical. Asking price for some of Hunter Biden's artwork ranges from 75000 to a half million dollars we said all of that yesterday i thought that had new stuff why don't we do uh mark stein clip 50 commenting but hunter's but hunter's covid painting is an art world super spreader infecting everyone inside do you remember a couple of years back when impressionable kazakh oligarchs and saudi princes were mysteriously eager to pay the clinton foundation two million bucks for a speech by chelsea on diarrhea in africa well, Hunter's half-million-dollar coronascape is the Clinton Foundation diarrhea speech of contemporary art. Do you have a Holbein, a Rubens, a Gainsborough, a Monet? Sell them all. Matter of fact, don't bother selling them. Give them to your undocumented nanny. She'll be able to get a couple of bucks for the frame. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. That whole, uh, you know, if you were going to become completely cynical, the Clinton Foundation might be a good way to get there. Where, for instance, as he points out, various monarchs and heavyweights and oligarchs of utterly corrupt countries just mysteriously were desperate to have Chelsea Clinton speak to them and paid right. millions of dollars for yes. the right. Yes, yes, yes. Hilarious. It is. It almost is hilarious. So, have you been following at all the assassination of the president of Haiti and why there are two um, two U.S. citizens that are currently being uh, detained? What's going I'm, on there? I'm aware of most of the facts of the thing, I think. How did Americans get involved in it? Well, they're Haitian Americans. They're still involved with the, the homeland and its politics, and it could be they're patriots and thought they were doing the right thing. I don't really know. Okay. Well, I don't think anybody really knows yet. You know, how would you, if you were in charge of the World Court of Justice, a term I just made up, here's what happened. This guy got elected. Are we going after then, time variants here or like other crimes? Uh, electoral decisions. Mm. That's, that's all you, that you're the director of, of, of elections for the world, whatever I call it. So this guy gets elected president. Um, juvenile, his name is not the rapper, juvenile, I believe. Um, but he, uh, there was this protracted battle over whether the election was legit for his five year term. And so for a full year, they wouldn't let him take office. But then they decided, well, it's legit, at least by Haitian standards. All right. You're the president after all. But he says he gets toward the end of his term and he says, no, 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 no. I get an extra year. Because you screwed me out well, of the one year. There you go. I get a five-year term. I didn't serve five years. I just served four. Seems like a decent argument. 
Well, and he said, so I'm staying in. And, of course, his opponent said, whoa, hey, you're overthrowing the Constitution. And everybody got all hot and bothered. And a bunch of guys broke into his house and shot him 12 times. Oof. So, yeah, yeah. Mortally wounded his wife. Well, perhaps mortally wounded her. She's in pretty rough shape. Hey, the CDC just made an announcement. No, I'm sure this is scintillating. We'll urge schools, not urge, or not demand, but urge. How, how come the CDC can uh, set guidelines for rent and whether or not they can be kicked out of the house, but they only urge schools? I don't get that. The CDC will urge schools to fully reopen, even if they can't follow all the safety steps and to use local virus data to guide prevention methods. Well, they were urging schools to open a long time ago, and most schools, uh, at least around where I live, stayed closed. So, Yeah, Randy Weingarten and the Communist Federation of uh, Teachers and the rest of the teachers' unions, they don't give a damn what, what anybody urges. They will grab you by the throat, they will kick your little kid in the face, and they will take what they want. All right? Grow up, America. Jeez. CNN's version of this breaking news, because this just happened. A CDC update says in-person schooling is a priority this fall. It's a full dang near two years after the COVID thing started. It's a priority to have kids in school. Well, I would hope so. Well, great. Yeah, so is losing weight, quitting drinking, and learning to play the xylophone at an elite level. Those are my priorities. That means freaking nothing. CNN. <laughs> can, can somebody please shut, find a way to shut down CNN? And I also just saw the headline, so that, that, that super fast-running girl... That was going to win the gold medal, but she smoked the pot uh, and got booted off the team. You know, um, we probably could go to the trouble learning her name, although I don't think she'll be in the news much no, longer. No, I don't need to. She was going to be a household name if she was in the Olympics and win the won the medal, but she's not a household name, so I don't need to know her name. Um, she. Uh, so I just saw the headline that the number of people signing the petition has almost reached their goal. They have, as of yesterday, they had 400,000 signatures on the petition. Is there any legal weight behind this? Is the, the IOC do, is it like the recall election in, in California? If you reach a certain number of signatures, does she get to run or? Let Stony Joni run, dude. Come on. Stoney no, Joni. it doesn't have any legal weight. Not that I'm aware of. So it's I'm just a police. gesture. I guess, yeah. And uh, who knows with the corrupt, um, U.S. Olympic Committee, I don't know. Maybe they have powers to reinstate people. She did apply for reinstatement, but I have no idea what their crazy-ass rules are. Doesn't matter. She'll either run or not. Yeah, I feel bad. Poor kid, her mom passes. She decides to, you know, burn a little ganja. Now she can't compete. It's crazy. Smoking pot doesn't make you run faster. It makes you not want to run at all. In a state where it's... I'm just stoned. In a state where it's legal to smoke pot, Oregon. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. That makes it extra nutty. Mm -hmm. Huh. So picture drone armies clashing on the battlefield, drone air forces above you, identifying who's friend and who's foe, more or less. There are a lot of people pressing for a big new treaty on artificial intelligence warfare. Uh, A couple of notable countries, including ours, is saying, nah, we don't need that. Uh, We'll give you some of the chilling robotic facts coming up next. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. 
part of that CDC announcement just out is that uh, teachers and students, if vaccinated, don't have to wear masks in the classroom this fall. So it sounds like... Of course they don't. Why would they? That would be stupid. That would just be moronic if they did. So thanks for not making them do something moronic. But I don't know how many kids are going to be vaccinated by the fall. So it sounds like kids will be wearing masks again. No, man. Even though the new study came out showed they're even less at risk from the COVID than we thought originally. And there's hardly any pretty COVID, low. There's hardly any COVID around in a lot of states. Right, right. We're ignoring the science. Tell the truth. Hey, I just saw the brand new A and G Air Force Patriot T-shirt. It's our it's our logo, but it's in red, white, and blue. Oh my gosh, it looks great. Why don't I have one of those yet? Wow. Yeah, you can check them out at armstrongandgetty.com. That's a good-looking shirt, Hanson. Nice work. Of course we'd have a red, white, and blue logo. Come on. Who am I yelling at? It's not clear at all. Anyway. <laughs> uh, speaking of national matters, patriotism, the rest of it, we must be victorious in war, needless to say. Should one come down the line, and it's possible it will be fought by machines in a lot of cases. And not people controlling the machines, but autonomous AI machines. It's crazy. And, and there are, there's a big conversation going on in international circles. Human rights advocates are pressing for a total ban on AI weapons. And there are something like 30 countries that have signed on, which sounds like a lot until you consider there are like 245 countries around the world. But anyway... Um, the, the most interesting point to this piece that I came across is that this is not a discussion of the future. It's a discussion of the present. Mm. And I, I hadn't heard this. Uh, this piece in the WAPO opens up with picture a desert battlefield scarred by years of warfare. A retreating army scrambles to escape as its enemy advances. Dozens of small drones, indistinguishable from the quadcopters used by hobbyists and filmmakers, come buzzing down from the sky, using cameras to scan the terrain and onboard computers to decide on their own what looks like a target. Suddenly, they begin dive-bombing trucks and individual soldiers, exploding on contact and causing even more panic and confusion. That's exactly what played out last spring as soldiers loyal to the current Libyan strongman retreated from the Turkish-backed forces of the UN-recognized Libyan government, blah, blah, blah. According to a UN group of weapons and legal experts, uh, drones that can operate without human control hunted down the warlord soldiers as they fled. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. And they they give another example or two of where this has been going on, the the big Armenian conflict that happened uh, a while ago. Um, Uh, Turkey has used the same quadcopters to patrol its border with Syria. When Azerbaijan invaded Armenian-occupied territory in September, it sent in both Turkish and Israeli-made loitering munitions. Remember that term, loitering munitions. Drones that can autonomously patrol an area and automatically dive-bomb enemy radar signals. These weapons look like smaller versions of the remote control drones that we use in Iraq and Afghanistan and other places. But here's how they work. Instead of, like, launching missiles through remote control, they're bombs that just fly around waiting to explode on something. And AI helps them recognize, oh, you ought to explode on that, and they zoom over and explode on them. They, they destroy themselves in the process. They're, you know, kamikaze drones. Uh, but wow. So I wonder how come Iran doesn't have this sort of thing for all their uh, proxies that uh, ooch around in the Middle East and cause problems. But I suppose it, very soon all battles will be like that. There will be no more 
Will you be sending soldiers out ever? Because they'd get uh, blown up by drones. Well, I suppose, you know, it depends. It, you know, in, in five years, absolutely, you'll still need soldiers. In 15 years, you'll need fewer. And in 105 years, uh, maybe none. I don't know. Uh, but, uh, oh, one more aspect of this. As early as 2010, the arms division of South Korean tech giant Samsung, who knew they had an arms division? Anyway, they built autonomous sentry guns that use image recognition to spot humans and fire at them. Similar sentry guns have been deployed by Israel on its border with the Gaza Strip. Both governments say the weapons are controlled by humans, though the systems are capable of operating on their own. So I just set up a a shotgun on my front patio and uh, flip the on switch on. If anybody comes to my front door, they get blasted. Yipes. Yipes is right. Take that, porch pirates. Yeah, and then they mentioned a couple of times that this or, sort of thing's gone a little sideways. Or a little girl wanting to sell me cookies. <laughs> oh, jeez. That's dark. Dark. Well, that's anyway. the problem with these things, right? AI warfare, man. The brave new world. Yikes. Holy crap. Did um, I mention how cool the new A&G t-shirts are? Armstrongandgetty.com. A uh, good article in the Wall Street Journal today about uh, having a lot of student debt and not able to make a living. Maybe we'll revisit that and some of the texts we got from other people who got degrees that aren't quite worth what they thought they were. All that on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I don't care if Monday's blue. Tuesday is gray and Wednesday too. I just came across that article you were talking about, Wall Street Journal, that the risk of death for kids is quite a bit lower than they even thought, and it was very low to start with. From the from the Chinese bat fever, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. From COVID, um, which makes, obviously, the crime of keeping them out of school all the worse and all the dumber. But we knew and that. The, the evil perpetrated by the teachers' unions, it bothers me. The fact that the vast majority of Americans will never comprehend it, they will not be given that information or they will be given distorted information, that makes me insane. That we didn't push back harder against it, I know it's just amazing. And probably never will. Yeah. Unless, I don't know, unless uh, Joe Biden's grandkids or probably great-grandkids uh, can't go to school, although I'm sure they're in expensive private schools that have been functioning perfectly. I mean, just, I'm trying to think what what socially, societally would happen for the vast majority of Americans to finally get a clear picture of how ugly and unfair that all was. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, coming up, the utterly hilariously hapless uh, rental aid programs run by the federal government. Uh, first, though, uh, because I, Joe, will pass up no opportunity to humiliate CNN, which I still watch from time to time to punish myself for my sins. Uh, <laughs> let's start with clip 41. This is all sorts of media. This is back when Michael Avenatti, creepy porn lawyer, who was just sentenced to prison yesterday... The first of probably several prison terms. Uh, he was uh, he was the toast of the town. He was you got the lucky tonight. Tables. We're back. You got he lucky was, tonight. We're what, back what, with what, attorney. Whoa, 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 who
Uh, he was on every network. They treated him not only as a hero of justice for helping Stormy Daniels blackmail Donald Trump, but then at one point they started talking about him seriously as a presidential candidate, which is just too good. All right, clip 41. You got lucky tonight. We're back with attorney Michael Avenatti. He is a main player. Look, I think you're doing a hell of a job. I don't think you're in this for money. I have never seen anyone pander to an audience like you just did. How dare you, sir? (laughs) You're something else. Michael Avenatti, I'd like to meet you sometime over uh, a dinner. Lately, to me, you're like the Holy Spirit. You are (laughs) all places at all times. Michael Avenatti for president in 2020? He's Donald Trump's worst nightmare. Michael (laughs) Avenatti! All of my sexual fantasies involve handcuffs. Oh. You know, the extent to which people will lie down with evil if, the, you know, the enemy of the enemy, uh, my enemy is my friend. And finally this, the crowning, humiliating moment, Brian Stelter, the eunuch on CNN. Uh, one reason why I'm taking you seriously as a contender is because of your presence on cable news. I don't think you seem that creepy, but but that's just me. I saw somebody tweet out uh, one of those montages, an even longer one than that one yesterday, and they they titled it on their tweet, Find Someone to Love You as Much as Liberal TV Personalities Loved Michael Avenatti. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. We should all hope in our lives we have someone love us that much. I want to I wanna see that cavalcade. I love that so much. Oh, boy. Yeah, right. So, you know, one of the great failures of governance in this country, and actually in the states, too, and part of it, I think, is because the government has gotten so big, but we announce these grand programs, and they sound good, and nobody ever asks, well, let me say this first, nobody ever asks if they do any good or if they're redundant or if they're wasteful, or if there was a better way to to handle the problem. Of course, and we talk about that all the time. But nobody ever, 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 ever asks, did it actually happen? Listen to this, would you? It's crazy. The White House, along with state and local governments, is under growing pressure to ramp up the amount of emergency rental relief reaching tenants and landlords. All told... Congress has appropriated $46 billion for emergency rental aid. $25 billion of it, the majority, was in December. Okay, Total of $46 billion that's at least like eight months old now. Only $1.5 billion has been spent, hmm. has gotten to people for rent, utilities, and arrears between January and May. Treasury does not yet have data on how much of the other $21 billion has been spent. They just don't know that's incredible in rhode island for example the data shows that no money was spent on rent utilities and arrears until may when a hundred thousand dollars was paid out to help six households six meanwhile programs in virginia and texas picked up momentum early between january and may those states paid out 155.5 million and 138.9 million respectively in rents and utilities and arrears a pretty significant number of households but the overall numbers again of 50 46 billion dollars they think about one and a half billion's been spent as far as i can tell where do all these where do these billions sit do they just sit in a bank somewhere it's like does somebody just, does somebody make money off of it just existing somewhere, or it's just on a balance sheet? So it's not, it doesn't even really exist other than in our imaginations until they start spending it. 
Right. Yeah, exactly. Because it's uh, all, what? yeah, yeah, that would make sense because it's all, it doesn't exist. That's why we're going broker and broker by the minute as we spend mm-hmm. it. So until we spend it, it's, it doesn't exist. But you as the Democratic Party get credit for this lovely program that's going to help out the downtrodden, and just nobody can figure out how to get the money to people, which you'd think they could figure out. What was It seems like it was like two or three months ago that we were howling about the fact that the teachers' unions were saying, we won't open the schools because we don't have the money to safely open, when they'd already gotten $100 billion, I think that was the number, and there was $50 billion just sitting there unspent because nobody could figure out what to do with it, but they still refused to open the schools schools just this this faith in giant federal government programs is so misplaced i just i don't know just people don't understand how the world actually works these things don't work they can't work they're too complicated they're too big they take years and years and years to roll out and then they're rolled out poorly oh i I meant to read this email from a dennis i'm a big fan of giving money and protection to everyone affected by the pandemic after all government is responsible for the destruction of the the economy it's a good point. But where is the protection for property owners? It's easy to extend the protection from eviction because no money comes out of the budget to cover the extensions. If the governor, for instance, was really concerned, he'd offer relief to property owners, many of whom are suffering and haven't been paid for a year. A family member of mine is retired and depends on rental income to provide his retirement money. That income has evaporated and it cost him thousands of dollars each month to cover the numerous mortgages he is still responsible to cover. Not all property owners are fat cats, and they are victims of wealth destruction caused by our government. There you go, Dennis. If we can be your voice, uh, there there it is. I hope it reaches somebody's ears that can do something about it, but I doubt it. I just saw this headline, which reminded me of something I wanted to talk about. Governor Kemp of uh, Georgia blasts Kamala Harris's lies about the Georgia voting laws, and we covered that a lot back at the time. Uh, remember when it was being portrayed as, even by the president, uh, Jim Crow on steroids, when it was uh, less restrictive than his own home state and uh, and many, many other states. It's just, And it reminded me, um, I haven't been doing as good a job as I used to do of taking in uh, media from the other side. And for whatever reason, I watched some Brian Williams on MSNBC last night. And their uh, big go-to story. And we always talk about this new siloing of information that happens in America where we, we, we all have our chosen news outlets. Maybe our show is, you know, one of yours. Um, but we have our chosen news outlets. And so that's the news for our experience. And, um, uh, if you listen to this show or watch Fox or wherever you get your news and it happens to be places that focus on the border to you, that's a pretty big story. And it is a big story in reality. It's actually happening. On the other hand, it's not happening at all as a story on CNN and MSNBC and rarely in the Washington Post or New York Times. And the story that they are focused on, just from my one-day sampling yesterday, lots of stories, like it was the biggest story in America, it's not even on my radar, is the so-called voter suppression that's going on all across America. Oh, boy. And it's all of these states that have passed all these laws restricting voting, which is statistically true. But what is happening, and they leave out mostly, is the new pandemic way of doing voting. Because we, we threw out all kinds of ways we did voting during the pandemic. Then once the, now that the pandemic is over, we're putting, we're codifying a bunch of ways to do voting that in some cases are more lax than before, but mostly just going back to the way it was before. We're just mostly going back to the way we voted prior to November of 2020. 
before for the decades, pandemic. If not centuries. Yeah. yeah, for decades, if not centuries. And it's really not a big deal at all. But they're talking about the number of states and the number of laws that have been passed restricting voting. Well, technically, it's restricting voting. It's restricting in front from not letting just any homo sapien of any age from anywhere come in. You are restricting it to something. But it's the sort of stuff that most people would agree on by far. And it's presented in the left-wing media as a horrible thing. And it's what they focus on instead of focusing on the border, for instance or Hunter Biden's artwork, or critical race theory, they're focusing on this voter suppression, as if it's the biggest, and, and if, you were, if you're in that crowd, that's the biggest story in America right now. You, wow. can ha- you, you can be completely oblivious of what's the biggest story in America for half the country, depending on what news sources you take in. It's really interesting. Yeah, it is, and it's all driven by clickbait, too, and desperation for eyes and ears and the rest of it, so it's it's extra fevered and distorted, and you're not going to present the, the way you describe the new voting laws. Nobody's going to tune in for that. Who would? No, there's no, there's nothing to see here, folks. Right. Um, uh, interesting uh, piece in the Wall Street Journal today about a young man who took on almost $300,000 dollars worth of student loan debt to get a degree from a prestigious film school and is now making $30,000 a year, which is somewhat predictable because the chance of making a decent living in the world of making movies is very slim. But uh, all kinds of people take on uh, loan debt like that for degrees that are you know somewhat fanciful. We've heard some of your stories. If you've got a story, our text line is 415-295-KFTC, but we'll tell you this tale. Uh, Joe feels that like a lot of these schools ought to be treated as, you know, snake oil salesmen coming to your town. I think they're criminal syndicates, but they're uh, organized crime. We have responsibility on our end also for encouraging our kids to become rock stars or Oscar winning filmmakers or whatever. But anyway, that story on the way next. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Yo, yo, yo! Which is one of my catchphrases. It hasn't caught on the way I wanted it to. Mm-hmm. I thought everybody would be saying yo, yo, yo. I do have a t-shirt that says yo, yo, yo. I've also got this t-shirt that you can get at armstrongandgetty.com that says, "No, I'm vaxxed, no mask. I just got a compliment in the hallway from a, uh, from a rando. Um, on my <laughs> rando and a coworker, uh, perhaps. No, no, no. I was out in the uh, civilian oh, hallway. Oh, the greater hallway. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, but uh, people like the T-shirt. So excellent. I, I'm vaxxed, no mask. Have they seen the new red, white, and blue Armstrong and Getty logo? Oh my gosh, it's my favorite thing ever. Armstrongandgetty.com. We sound like we're the people hucksters at a mall, like trying to bother you. Why are you going to the Gap now? We're just constantly yeah. selling you stuff. Have you know. considered new uh, doors? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> um, financially hobbled for life. The elite master's degrees that don't pay off. This is from the Wall Street Journal, featuring a 29-year-old looking uh, hipster looking young man who wanted to be the next big filmmaker. Well, so far he's not, and he has $300,000 in student loan debt. I, you know... You know, I was too generous the first time we talked about this. You're a moron if you take in $300,000 of student loan debt. I don't care what you're getting a degree in. I don't care if it's the most useful degree out there. You're a moron to take on $300,000 of student loan debt. Yeah, I would agree. And he's 29, so it's not like he was a child while he was uh, at the beginning of this. But he's just a dreamer. Got no common sense. Do you really think that most people 
that are either in uh, you know successful in radio, have advanced radios degrees, or are you know a guitar player in a rock and roll band got a degree in guitar from a major university. Or all a the, master's degree, or all the great writers got a uh, a, a, a master's or, or PhD in writing. Now a lot of people just put a lot of time and talent into it, and managed to do it without taking on any student loan debt whatsoever. God, if my kid really wanted to be a filmmaker, I would encourage him to go to college to have a more you know a liberal arts degree to have a more rounded education in general. But here, I'll tell you what, I'll get you. Boy, in the modern world, it's not even that expensive. If I got you twenty thousand dollars with a gear, you'd have plenty of stuff to get started. Oh, please, please, plenty please, a stuff. tenth of that. Yeah, plenty of stuff to get started on trying to see whether you got what it takes, and you know, you start submitting them to uh, to various you know various places for you know, movies, shorts, commercials, whatever it is. Um, but that's the way you do it. You do if, well. It uh, I think it was Plato that said, "If you want to learn to play the flute, play the flute." Um, that's what you do. You know, there's a there's an aspect of this. It's like buying uh, workout clothes. You yep. feel like yep. you're working toward what you want to be doing. Getting an education in a field that you really ought to just dive into, it feels like you're getting started, but you're getting coddled. And you know why they're coddling you? Because you're writing them big checks. It's a criminal scam, a lot of these college programs. You're also not doing the scary hard part that you kind of know in the back of your mind is scary and going to be hard. I remember because I was... I was working full-time at a radio station all through college, and the college had a radio department that I never set foot in once. I was the best-known radio personality in that town. I made a living for four full years, a full-time living, like paying my own rent, my own car payment, my own everything. Um, and I never set foot in the radio department at that college where I got a deg- where I got my degree. But there were people in the radio department and teachers in the radio department that had never had a radio job in their lives while I was in the industry. It, it just it always seemed really weird to me. And there were classrooms full of kids writing big giant checks for that phony baloney education. <laughs> well, they weren't writing big giant checks at the college no. I went to, but they yeah, were. But they were paying for it. Um, recent film program graduates at Columbia University who took out federal student loans had a median debt when they left of $181,000. That's the median. Nearly Holy 200 crap. grand as you walk out the door. Wow. How, how successful do you expect to be? You must think you're really going to hit it big fast. Uh, yet two years after earning their master's degrees, Half of the borrowers were making less than $30,000 a year. I got to believe that Spielberg, you know, name all the biggest directors that are out there now. Movie tradesmen. I got to believe they would say to, if they were going to be honest, they would say to everybody that was getting a master's degree in film, what the hell are you doing? Don't do that. (laughs) Don't do that. Get a used digital camera, maybe a couple of lights, an editing suite of software, and and start making movies. My son has a a good friend, actually a couple of friends, who that's precisely what they did. And they've made multiple feature-length films now. They got a camera, and they tried. They didn't spend $300,000 at Columbia freaking rip-off, mobbed-up university or any of the other alleged elite universities. What a scam. The Columbia program offers the most extreme example of how elite universities in recent years have awarded thousands and thousands of master's degrees that don't provide graduates enough early career earnings, or probably ever career earnings, to begin paying down their federal student loans according to a Wall Street Journal analysis of the Education Department data. And I'll tell you why I believe the Wall Street Journal is doing this article, because they hate the idea, like I do, of paying off all the student loan debt all across the country. 
They think it's going to do more harm than good. I think it'll do more harm than good. Can you imagine having unsecured debt 10 times your annual income? That's horrifying. Well, God, I, you know, I'm, I'm well into my life, have a career, make a good living. I would hate to have $300,000 in debt thrust upon me right now, let alone be a 20 year old with no job or job prospects. Oh my right. God. Well, yeah. that's why the headline in the Wall Street Journal was life changing debt. It very well could be life changing debt. It could keep you, keep you from buying a house for so many decades that you fall so far behind and the opportunity to make money on, you know, oh yeah, life changing. So you have the combination of the culture of you've got to go to college. Everybody goes to college. The only way to have a future is college. You're a bad person if you don't go to college. You might as well die if you don't go to college. Plus then flooding trillions of dollars in federally backed loans into the thing has jacked up the price. There is no incentive for of Columbia, for instance, to offer a, a degree program, a master's degree program at a reasonable price. Why would they? The, the poor, dumb kids or young 20-somethings, they just borrow all that money without comprehending what an idiotic move it makes. And the fat cat universities who have billions and billions of dollars worth of endowments, they just laugh. Yeah. Yeah, they mentioned the billions of dollars that Columbia had. So they, they sit on that money and let people pay 300 grand for a degree, knowing the teachers know that most of those kids are never going to be able to pay that off with, with money from making films. Sure, they'll be bankrupted. Armstrong and Getty.